to Glory to Glory, the radio teaching ministry of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. Join us now in our study as we open the Word together. If you can please turn with me to 2 John chapter 1, verse 1. 2 John 1, 1. The title of our message is Truth and Love. A friend of mine, actually a pastor friend of mine, his wife had a doctor's appointment, and it was the first time she went to this particular doctor, and she sat down and talked with the doctor, and the assistant was there. The doctor was a woman doctor, and... and as she was there, the doctor was asking all kinds of questions, you know. And so she was just rambling on, you know, giving the answers the best way she could. And then the doctor says, well, how is your memory? And she says, well, that's funny you should ask. I've been taking this new supplement, and my memory's been doing great and been better than ever before. And she says, I, and then the doctor was saying, well, what kind of supplement is that? And so she was telling her what kind of supplement, and she was thinking that maybe she wanted to order some of the supplements or something, you know, because, you know, they were, she seemed very interested, right? So the doctor and the assistant left the room and she looks down at her feet and she realizes she had two different shoes on. (laughs) And she realized when she was getting ready, she didn't know which pair to wear. So she put one of each on and she was trying to decide, but then she forgot to take one of them off. So now she felt terrible. So the doctor came back in the room and she says, I feel so bad. You're asking about my memory. And I said, it's been exceptional. And here I've got two different shoes on. She goes, oh yeah, we noticed. (laughs) And I think of that story and I think of the importance if, you know, if the doctor just would have said, hey, uh, by the way, do you realize you have two different shoes on? And just, you know, and, and was truthful about it in love. And as believers, there's two things that are so important in our life. It's called truth and love. And when truth and love are together, it could be a very powerful thing, being truthful and being loving all at the same time. And we're going to look at that. That's one of the things we're going to look at here in our text. So if you could please stand with me again. I'm just going to read uh, these first three verses. So if you can stand one more time, please. So Second John, the epistle of John in the back of your Bible, verse 1. The apostle John is writing. And he said, The elder to the elect lady and her children, whom I love in truth, and not only I, but also all those who have known the truth, because of the truth which abides in us and will be with us forever. Grace, mercy, and peace will be with you from God the Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of the Father, in truth and love. Lord, again, as we look at these three verses in this wonderful letter, we just ask for that application in our lives. How does this word apply to us today, Lord? So please, Lord, again, just open our understanding. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You can be seated. Well, we finished the first epistle that John wrote. Now we're obviously here in the second epistle of John. The key word in this epistle is truth. I want to, for the note takers that are here, uh, we're not sure when this was written. We don't have a firm date. So there was no firm date um, on this. So we're not sure exactly. Uh, We believe it was written somewhere between uh, 80 and 100 AD. We're not too sure. We know that John was in his 90s, the Apostle John that wrote this. Uh, Some say probably in his late 90s as he wrote this. But again, the key word in this whole uh, letter is truth. 
And if you recall, the key word in 1 John was love. And I, I find it very interesting that the apostle uh, John, he wrote more about love than any writer in the New Testament. So if you read about love in the New Testament, he writes more about love than anyone. That's why he's known as the apostle of love. But did you know this? Did you know that he emphasizes truth more than any writer in the New Testament? And I believe this is important. When we have truth, we always need to have love with truth. Sometimes we can be harsh with people. Or we can, you know, this is the truth. This is it. You know, this is what the Bible says. And that's how it is. And that's it. But, but is it done in love? Are we speaking truth? And are we doing it in love? Two powerful elements. So let's take a look. Let's look back at verse 1. I'll put it up here on the screen. And again, so John the Apostle, the Apostle of love, the one that writes about truth more than anybody else, the one that talks about love more than anyone else in the Bible, he starts off this letter and he says, the elder. Now, the elder here, he's speaking of himself. He's the elder. He's uh, the last surviving apostle. All the other apostles were, were martyred for their faith. They died for their faith. And John is the only apostle that does not die for his faith. He's the only one that it dies just of natural causes. He wasn't martyred. So here he's the elder. He's the last apostle that's left. And he's addressing this as the elder. But also being in his 90s, I think he might be saying, I'm the old man, possibly. I don't know, the older guy, the the elder, but for sure, speaking of who he was in the church, the elder to the elect lady and her children. Some see this as the elect lady just speaking of the church, the bride of Christ and her children, the congregation. Uh, many others see it as, and I, I believe it's most likely, uh, it's, this is a, an actual lady and her children most likely is the the. the People that go to her Bible study, it's believed that she probably hosted a, a Bible study at her house. So he's writing this letter to this lady that hosts the Bible study and in writing to her children, the ones that are, are there listening to the word of God. So that's what, you know, most believe, many believe, but uh, there's, you know, two different understandings with that. But notice he says, whom I love in truth. And not only I, but also all those who know, or excuse me, who have known the truth because of the truth which abides in us and, we will, and will be with us forever. Whom I love in truth. And not only I, but also all those who know the truth. I believe here the apostles talking about the word of God, the truth. And possibly talking about Jesus. Jesus is the truth. The word of God is truth. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And he's saying, I love you in truth. I, I love you in sincerity here. But, and, and all those who love the truth, that, that, those also who have known the truth, that know the word of God. So it's believed that he's saying, you know, those that love the word of God, they, they love you also and they love what you're doing. Most likely even saying they love what you're doing because you're allowing your house to be used for, a, for the word of God to go forth. Another thing I'd like to point out, it's, um, he might be using, instead of using his name John and using her name, uh, because the persecution was so heavy back then, that maybe he's not, he's worried that if this letter gets in the wrong hands, he doesn't want to put her in harm's way and doesn't want to put himself in harm's way, possibly. So some believe that's why he's not using her name and he's not using his name. 
But again, this whole thing of truth and the word of God, and and again, believe that she's hosting this Bible study, and she's saying that, you know, everyone that loves truth loves you because you stand for truth. And and my question is to all of us, uh, is the truth of God's word important to all of us? As a believer, this should be so important. That's why at, uh, at Calvary Chapel of the Harbor here, we spend a lot of time in the word of God. Why? Because we want to rightly divide the word of truth. We want to know what God says. Amen. Before we started here, we were at the women's club, as most, most of you know. There was some fun times back in the women's club, I have to tell you. People were just compiling in, and I think the total capacity, I don't know, was like 80 people in the, in the women's club. We had, I guess, like 120 people. I mean, we just, there was no room for people. We would put, those of you that were there, we would actually put chairs down the hallway and the hallway was a narrow, it wasn't even a wide hallway, you know? So people had to go walk down the hallway and it was, it was just the craziest thing. The, the best seat in the whole place, if you went there, it was the piano stand because where the piano was, you just turn the piano stand, three people would sit on the piano stand. And we had people literally outside wanting to hear the word of God and just standing. They couldn't get in because it was packed. And, and so there's, you know, they were just standing out there and there were rows of people there. And even a, a newspaper reporter guy, he did an article. If you look in, the, in our hallway here, he did an article and he wasn't even a believer. And he was just fascinated that people would come to this little place to hear the word of God. And he did a little cartoon thing, and they had actually had people outside with binoculars saying, I wish we could, <laughs> we could see the pastor. He's in there somewhere, something like that. You know, it's just like, but you think of that, all that, why? Just for one reason, because we simply teach the word of God simply. And that's the pattern that I learned being in Calvary Chapel, just simply teach the word of God simply. Before we moved in the building here, we used to have our midweek Bible study at Pete's house. And, you know, we had it at his house, I don't know, for like two and a half years before we, you know, we're at Vivian's house. So we, you know, when they moved, we had it at Pete's house. And, you know, it was just a blessing to just sit there and just listen to the word of God and be, you know, be a part of that little study and just what was going on, what God was doing. But I think through this, you know, like this lady, why did Pete open his house for the Bible study? I believe because... He cares about the teaching of the Word of God, the importance of it, just like this lady. You know, people love, and John's saying, you know, I love you in truth, and those that love truth love you. Why? Because she loves the Word of God, the importance of that. When I was in Michigan as a young Christian, I remember uh, accepting Christ, and there in my house, I accepted the Lord, and my brother-in-law was the pastor of the church, and he would, he would do the, the Bible study in our house there. And, and I just remember the blessing of, you know, just having a Bible study in your own house. It was just such a blessing to do that. And my brother-in-law, uh, Mike, he's still the pastor out there, Calvary Chapel, Macomb, excellent Bible teacher. And he just, I just remember just sitting there. Just, it's like I could listen to the word of God forever. I just want to listen to God's word. I want to hear the word of God and just, you know, just that hunger. I felt like a little, you know how you see these little birds in the nest and they're, ah, wow, they just have their mouth open. And it's just, they just, they won't be quiet until the mother feeds the bird, you know. That's, I felt like that's how I was. The word of God, the word of God, the word of God, the word of God, the word of God. And guess what? I'm still the same. I love the word of God. With deception that's going on in our world today, with fake news and false prophecies and, and everything that's going out, we need to cling to the truth of this word right here, don't we? The word of God. And we got to watch out for these mic stands too because you can kill yourself. <clears throat> I remember we had a Bible study 
in another house in between. It was, just a, it was a short time here in the harbor. The people thought, oh, we want to do, you know, we want to open up our house. So we, we had one of our nights at their house. And, and I remember it was packed. I mean, it started getting busier and busier and busier and more and more people. And then fellowship was awesome afterwards. Nobody wanted to go home. And we had a lot of young kids too. And everybody just wanted to hang out. And it was, you know, it was difficult on the, the people that lived there because they want to go to bed, you know. So it's like, we're just trying to be sensitive to that, right? Well, one of the times we left the front door open, you know, and because people were just going in. And it's like, why even close the door? People are coming in and going out, coming in. Well, the mouse got in the house and that shut the study down it was just that was it that was like just the straw that broke the camel's back I mean it was just I mean it was already getting difficult but when the once the once the mouse was running in the house and we're chasing the mouse around the house there's like that's it it's shut down I wonder if this elect lady would have shut down her house because of a mouse but I get it 2 Timothy 2.15, Paul, the apostle, writing to Timothy, he says, be diligent to present yourself approved to God, or in the King James Version, it says, study to show yourself approved to God. And it goes on, a workman who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing, can we say this together, the word of truth. Rightly dividing the word of truth. Study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed. Rightly dividing the word of truth. God's word is truth. We need to understand it. We need to rightly divide it. But look what the next verse says. Verse 16, 2 Timothy 2.16. It says, but shun. And you just get this picture of shunning something. Just, just push it away. Don't, even, don't let this even come close to you. you. Cling on to the word of God. But there's things where to shun. It says shun profane and idle babbling. Profane means ungodly babblings and idle babblings, empty babblings. Shun those things. Don't listen to those things. Don't spend time with those things that are ungodly. Don't spend time with conversations that are empty and, and they're worthless. You walk away from those. Not only walk, but it, you get the word shun it. It's like, it's like push it away. and you, It's like just totally remove it from your life. Why? Because it tells you here. For they will increase to more ungodliness. Ungodliness. Those things that are ungodly, the, the people that are speaking things that are ungodly, if you keep listening to it, or you keep engaging in that kind of conversation and dialogue, you're going to become more ungodly. You need to shun that and you need to spend time just listening and studying to the Word of God. We need His Word. Let's look back, though. Let's back at verse 1 and 2 in our text. I put it up on the board. Whom I love in truth, this lady, he says, I love you in truth. And not only I, but also all those who have known the truth. Because of the truth which abides in us and will be with us forever. The truth of God will be with us forever. God's word never changes. God never changes. The truth never changes. You might think, oh, you know, God, you know, it's not... The Bible says it's not, we're not supposed to do this and we're not supposed to do that. And, and it's almost like you want God's word to change for you so you can live the lifestyle that you want to live. But God's word will never change because God knows what's best for us. But also the truth, it's, I believe it's speaking of, of the word of God. It's speaking about Jesus, but also the, the definition of this word means reality, reality. 
also means sincerity and truthfulness. It's important as believers that we, we're truthful and we're sincere. We deal with reality and not, you know, I, some people can just, instead of admitting fault, they're, they, they, they're out of reality. They're, they make up this, their own reality. They make up their own reason why this is happening and why that's happening. Instead of just dealing with reality. What's, what's reality? And it's important to deal with, with truth because it's what, it's what sets us free. Reality. The other day, we had a gentleman come out came to the church and he was having a hard time walking and he explained to, to us, uh, I was there with Pastor Chad and then Pastor Shane was there, but he was explaining that he had a car accident and because of the car accident he can't you know, do things like he used to do and he's having a hard time walking and all and, and um, he was asking about if we can help him, he needs brakes on his car and this and that and I was, you know, I was talking with him trying to discern, you know, is this story true, is this what, you know, this is, you know, is this something that God wants to be involved with, is, it a re- a re- is this reality, is this truth? Because we get many people, you know, they have drug problems, they have alcohol problems and they, they make up stories so they can get money so they can go do more drugs and, 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 and drink and not work because, you know, everyone else is supporting them. So I just wanted to know. So I'm there, I'm talking with him. It's kind of funny because as he's talking, he's starting to get upset about something. We said something to him, it kind of upset him. And uh, so he was starting to get angry and he had his, his knee inside of the fence area, the black fence we have in the back there. And then all, he's like getting up. So he's getting, you could tell he was just starting to get flared up. And all of a sudden his knee got stuck in there. And he was like, he, he couldn't get his knee out. And he knew he had to calm down, you know, and he's like, he calmed down and, he's, and he kind of humbled himself. And then his knee came right out. <laughs> It was just, I believe, just supernatural. God was just dealing with them, you know. And, and so I had a, actually had a headache, and I was in the sun, and I'm like, wow, if I keep in the sun, in my eyes, I got to get out of the sun. So I kind of walked away and just prayed. I left him with, you know, Pastor Chad, and then Shane went out there and ministered to him. And I'm just praying. I'm just like, Lord, you know, we want to help anyone that, that needs real help, but we don't, you know, this is your money, God, and we don't want to, you know, support someone that's doing things that are not of you. And so I'm just praying and praying. And then, so then as he was driving off, you can hear his brakes you know, they're, they're really bad, you know? So I thought, okay, I got it. I'll just, I know a, I know a mechanic. I'm just going to say, hey, you know what? Let me hook you up with the mechanic. Let's see what we can do. Find out how much it's going to be, and let's go from there, right? So he's driving away. So I jump in my car, and I'm trying to catch up with him, and I'm going up and trying to catch up with him. He's getting ready to pull out over here, and he's getting ready to pull out. I don't want to lose him, so I honk my horn. So when I honk my horn, he throws his hands up in the air. He goes, what? What do you want me to do? What do you want? He starts yelling and starts getting all violent like this. So I get out of the car. He says, hey, it's Pastor Joe. He goes, oh, no. He didn't know it was me. He just thought it was someone being in. And he just started crying. He said, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And I says, it's okay. God's just dealing with you. And he says, I didn't know it was you, but I was, I didn't, I was like, you know, why are you honking at me? And I just, and it just, something about it just broke him. And I says, well, come on back to the church. Let's see. Let's find out. We're, I've got a mechanic we can maybe hook you up with, and let's do that. And he was like, oh, thank you. And he says, please forgive me, and that was wrong. And I was like, hey, we all blow it sometimes. It's cool. It's all right. I said, God's dealing with you, man. It's good. God loves you, man. Just was ministering to him. So we brought him to the mechanic, and the mechanic helped out. And just to let you know, if you're looking for an honest, good mechanic, Ed Schroeder, complete auto in, in Westminster, 
Ed Schroeder, write it down, I'm serious. They helped us tremendously because it's a church and this guy's homeless. He's homeless, by the way. And so they just, they worked with us. They even called up the parts place to help out because of the whole situation. And we made it happen and God did it. But my point is, God deals with truth. God exposed him. God, God was dealing with, he was, he was wanting his brakes fixed. God was wanting to fix his heart. But you gotta deal in truth. We have to deal in truth. John 8, 31. Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, listen to this. Most of you know this part of it. If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, this part here, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. If you abide in my word, you're my disciples indeed. We abide in God's word and, and we'll know the truth. And what sets us free? The truth of God's word sets us free. But when we're, when we're sincere, when we admit our faults and when we agree with God and confession is agreeing with him and agreeing that, yes, Lord, your word says this. And Lord, I know that I, I need help in this area. Forgive me. I know that I'm this and that, and just being truthful because truth will set you free. Don't make excuses. The importance of truth. As we talk about this, we talk about truth, the truth of God's word. I've had a handful of people come to me, and there's, there's some in the sanctuary even now. They, before September 23rd, they came to me and says, Pastor, what do you think about September 23rd? What, what, do, you, what do you think biblically? You know, people are saying, prophets are saying it's, the, it's going to be the rapture, or the end of the world. And this is way before September 23rd. I said, I don't believe it. And I want to tell you why I don't believe it. Be, because first off, no one knows the, the day and the hour of the rapture of the church. We don't know the day or the hour. So you can't set dates. So if someone's there as a church, we should know this. We, if someone's setting dates and says, oh, the rapture's going to come at this date. This, this moon is lining up with this planet and this planet's lining up with this and this is one's giving birth and all this stuff. Yeah, these things can happen. I'm not, you know, I don't want to say, yeah, Strange things can happen with the, the planets, but that is not a sign to, to, to make a date when the rapture of the church is going to happen. So I said it before September 23rd. I said, hey, I'll see you September 24th. <laughs> because we don't know the day or the hour. Does that make, mean that I don't think the rapture can happen at any time? No, I believe the rapture can happen at any time. But we can't set a date. We don't know the day or the hour. And the other thing I wanted just to, to help to debunk what they were saying, they were using Revelation chapter 12 about there's a sign that appears in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet. And they were saying, well, this is, you know, these, the sun and the moon. They were giving these different planets and saying that they're lining up this way, and they're lining up that way. Yeah, maybe they were lining up that way and this way. But Revelation chapter 12 speaks of the, the great tribulation period. It's not the rapture of the church. So they were taking a verse out of context to, to make up their whole theory of why it's going to be the end of the world. Well, no, you can't do that. I believe it. I believe things like that make the church look, we look terrible. And then they, the people are going to, you know, they're like, oh, here they go again. They're, they're going to say in the end of the world, the end of the world, the end of the world. Well, guess what? The rapture is going to happen. But it's so much better if we tell them the truth of the word and not make up all this garbage and us as believers not to believe in the garbage when it comes out. 
You know what I was telling people that were asking me that weren't believers? They were asking me about this. I said, no, it's not. Well, I'll see you September 24th. They're taking scriptures out of context, and it's not right. Because I don't want to be categorized with those people that are false prophets. I love this verse. It goes great with this. Psalm 119.30. The psalmist writes, I have chosen the way of truth. Your judgments I have laid before me. Is that the case with us? Have we chosen, have we chosen the way of truth? You have been listening to Glory to Glory with Pastor Joe Pettick, an outreach of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. If you would like to enter into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, call now at 714-788-8221. That's 714-788-8221. We'd like to extend an invitation to visit us here at Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. Our address is 16450 Pacific Coast Highway in Huntington Beach, California, 92649. We're located in Peter's Landing Marina in Huntington Harbor. Our Sunday service times are 10 a.m. and 12 o'clock noon. Our Tuesday evening Bible study begins at 7 p.m. Now, may we continue to go to His throne of mercy as He changes us from glory to glory.